Okay, and we're back. Um, this is Store Honcho. I'm Caleb Duick, your host. Um, sorry about the background noise if you hear any. This is just, uh, there's some guys working on my roof, so we'll get through it. Podcast got to go up. Um, but this is the second episode. Just kind of wanted to give you guys some background um, on why I'm in e-commerce, what we're doing right now, um, specifically just about Sperry Honey, um, which is uh, the project that I'm working on. I would say Sperry Honey takes about 20 hours out of my week um, on any given work week. And then the rest of the time I spend doing specific consulting for Clavio Flows for various e-commerce brands. But Sperry Honey, um, just a, a honey brand. We're actually about to go live with our honey in about five days, which is pretty exciting. Um, so it's kind of the perfect timing for this episode just to give you guys kind of a a little bit of a taste of um, like it'd be it'd be kind of cool to go back and listen to this in the future and just kind of see where we were at before we actually launched. But um, so, but I handle everything for Sperry Honey. I my title, my self given title for that role is a uh, director of operations at Sperry Honey. I feel like Sperry Honey is kind of every e commerce everybody who nerds out about e commerce. Um, it'd be kind of their dream role because. Um, I essentially, it's like, I'm a store owner. I feel like, like Sperry honey is my baby. I feel like I'm a store owner. Um, but I don't have to handle any of the fulfillment fulfillment whatsoever. Like I, I don't, it's like, I just handle all the tech stuff, all the marketing, all the email marketing, all the website, but, uh, and then the Sperry's basically fulfill all the honey and beeswax. And they don't want to touch any of what I'm touching, and I don't want to touch anything that they're dealing with. So I guess I'll give you kind of some background. Um, the Sperry's, um, Becca and Mark Sperry, the legends, um, they've been family friends with, for me and my wife, I mean, my wife worked at their apiary uh, when she was a kid. She went on a mission a missions trip to Belize, actually, when she was in high school, and they came to visit her. Like, they're they're pretty close family friends with my in-laws. Um, and, uh, so when we were like, when I married into this, the Soljum family, I got, uh, kind of close to them. My parents actually stayed at their place for our wedding in North Dakota. So like we've, we've had them over, they've had us over for dinner many times. It's just really good relationship. And so I'd actually just started freelancing and it was, I think it was of God, honestly, because literally it was within the week that I decided to start freelancing that they came over to our place for dinner and they said that they wanted to start selling some beeswax online and they wanted me to handle it. It was, uh, they sell most of their honey at this point, they had sold most of their honey wholesale, just selling it to, um, people who will sell it to people who put it in Walmart, just kind of a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, and they weren't, they would kind of just like beeswax is a byproduct for any honey producers. Um, it's just kind of when you're filtering out the, the honey and, uh, purifying it, beeswax is just what comes out too. So usually they just sell it in bulk cause it's not worth the hassle. But, uh, I think Becca was looking at prices in, I don't know if it was Costco or somewhere else. I think it was actually Hobby Lobby. And she was just like, man, if you can sell at that price and just, direct to consumer too, just cutting out all the middlemen. She was like, man, this is a great gig. Um, so she 
I was the the tech guy, as I'm sure a lot of listeners out there know. You're kind of like the tech people in the family, and I just she knew that I had done websites and I tried some e-commerce brands, and she reached out to me and said, basically, it was a a dream partnership. Like I mentioned, she was just kind of like, yeah, we want to fulfill it, but we'd like you to just get everything set up if need be. And I was just ecstatic because they're just they're so fun to work with. It's chill. And I think it's there's something about the relationship where they're not tech people and don't want to handle anything on that side, as opposed to clients that I'm sure maybe many of you can relate to it. Um, maybe many of you are this person, but uh, just being e-commerce store owners. But like Becca and Mark just didn't know anything about the e-commerce world. So they just basically let me use my creativity in full and don't really they don't challenge much minus like maybe the pricing or just discounts or stuff like that like stuff that affects the the finances and the margins and stuff um but they don't uh they were just excited to hand this side of it off to me and not have to worry about it and i'm it feels like i'm a store owner who's just handing that side of the business the fulfillment side of the business off to them and I'm not handling any of that. But so we started, it was sperrybeeswax.com. It was just going to be beeswax. I had thought about like pitching them on honey for a while, like selling their honey direct to consumer. Um, I just knew that there was so much more. It's hard to convince somebody to like flip their business up, their business model upside down that they've been, I mean, the Sperrys have been beekeeping since the twenties, at least in their family. So it's been a long time. Uh, almost a hundred years. So um, I knew it was going to take a little bit to just convince them of the honey. I wasn't really trying to pressure them. I didn't even know if it was something they would ever consider. So we were just looking at the beeswax. And so I built the website, built the Clavio flows, got the marketing. Um, I was, I kind of, I kind of got lucky. So I wanted to run an affiliate marketing campaign where I was just kind of reaching out to anybody who had Oops, microphone's up. Anybody who had blogged about affiliate marketing or <laughs> blogged about affiliate marketing. Anybody who had blogged about beeswax, like specifically, like I would just search in a SEO tool called Ahrefs. You can see how many people are searching various keywords in Google, Bing, uh, Yahoo a month. So I could see like how many people are searching where to buy beeswax. That's getting 1,300 um, clicks a month. And I could just see the most, like I could see the search terms that were getting the most searches. So I didn't have to like guess what search terms people were looking up around beeswax. So I made a list of those keywords, those beeswax specific keywords. And um, after I did that, I would look through the bloggers and kind of vet and see which ones looked like they'd be interested in affiliate marketing program. Hindsight, probably shouldn't have gone this route. Um... I've done even more affiliate marketing with just, and again, sorry about the noise. If you can hear that, um, I've done even more affiliate marketing with honey, or I should say tried to do affiliate marketing with the honey. And I think the better in 2023, at least, I think there's just a better, a better way to go about it with product seeding and trying to build an organic relationship instead of just trying to pitch them in their email inbox. And believe it or not, a surprising amount of bloggers do not actually check their email. So there's that. But so I, I would do it differently now. And I might get into that in a future episode. Um, I probably will, but I'll probably get into that in an episode once I know I have a successful method. I think I do. 
with product seeding that I'm going to try out for Sperry Honey, and I'll get into that. But um, so basically, I was just reaching out, emailing the right people, like, "Hey, you want to get a uh, get fifteen percent off, or get fifteen percent off? Get um, when you put our beeswax on your list or in your blog post, put a link there. You can get a fifteen percent commission whenever somebody buys through your link." So I got basically what happened was I had two bloggers that really brought in most of the sales and really like legitified, legitified. Oh yeah, that's definitely a word. They basically proved that it was a um, valid thing to do. One of them was ranking. If you look, it might even be still up on Google. You could search this, but where to find be or where to buy beeswax was getting like thirteen hundred searches a month. And they were one of the top ranked lists. And then they happened to see the email and put us at the top of their list for best beeswax companies. And that was driving in not even a crazy amount of sales, but a crazy amount for like crazy enough to the point where eventually Becca asked me if there is any way to like, because she was just fulfilling all these orders herself. Like she just sees them in Shopify and just fulfills them. So she actually asked me to pause and uh, see if there's a way that we could slow it down a little bit, which was great. Um, it's And it's funny because it's not even, I can't go into actual numbers, but I don't think anybody in the e-commerce community would be like impressed by the numbers that we were putting up, but it was enough for them to be uh, backlogged a little bit with fulfilling orders. So that was good enough for that. And so from there, um, basically... I really tried to sell like, hey, you guys, it's not like I I wanted because it's hard to go into talking to them, like I said, and just wanting them to flip their business model upside down. I didn't want to do that. But I was trying to convince them like, hey, this would be a good way to diversify, make basically three times as much profit with your honey as you could selling like not direct to consumer selling to like doing what you're doing, which they were still making good money doing what they're doing, but um, making a decent living. But I was just like, hey, you could diversify, set aside a small amount this first year. That's what we decided to go with. Um, like not not just switching all of the product over to direct-to-consumer. So I convinced them to do that. And I was just so excited because, I mean, you just think about Honey, man. It's like I'm, I could be a mid-marketer. And honey is just like, honey's going to sell itself. It's pretty much the easiest product to sell in the world. Um, everybody loves it. Uh, like there's just such good vibes and such a good connotation with honey as a product. Um, I wish we could sell raw honey. They don't at the moment. Maybe we will in the future. But So that's the only thing that would probably be difficult to sell in and of itself um, if we were competing with raw honey brands. But everybody loves honey. It's a local business, like it's local honey producers. It's not these like things you see on Walmart, like these big box brands. Um, it's sweet, but still still healthy. Like it's it's a good sugar replacement. Like it's just you think of the B movie, man. I don't know. I just, I'm an early two thousands kid, so I just think of the good vibes that come from the B movie. And I get that it's ironic that in the B movie, like the one of the antagonists is. Um, a honey seller and i'm just out here selling honey but um just you just think of the sunshine flower vibes of honey and just bees and good for the environment like eco-friendly and all of that aside like that in and of itself is really nice for selling a product like 
it's there, there is absolutely no product market research with honey honey has been sold for three thousand years like it's probably one of the longest if not the longest uh i don't know what the word is for this longest tenured product so it's just like there's absolutely no guess like should we is this product going to find a market like yes we will find buyers for this it's just finding the right people um but all that said it's a consumable and i can't believe more honey businesses don't do this like i have a hard time finding honey subscription boxes but it's a consumable so people are going to buy again and again any food and beverage business um e-commerce business you can turn it into a subscription-based business like it just makes sense the people who are regularly eating honey are going to want to buy again and again and again um so it's like every customer like i don't know the customer lifetime value because we haven't crunched the numbers i think going into it i'm and it'd be funny if past me laughed at this but i think we're gonna assume that the average subscriber is gonna be three to four months long that could be too long. That could be too short. I don't know. I've never done this. Um, but we're going to... So basically, that allows me to spend... Like for bidding for Google Ads, if we try that, or we, which we will. Um, and I'll get into that. But if we, when we're bidding, we'll be able to bid a little bit higher because we know the customer lifetime value will be longer because people will buy um, again and again. Like we're just... We're setting a goal of customers and we know that with this amount of customers, like they're just the average, I mean, not the average order value, but the amount of repeat purchases is just going to be through the roof. Um, so yeah, we had actually, that was sometime right now I'm recording this, uh, October 2nd, 2023. And we had, I think it was around January or February when we were, uh, trying, when I convinced them about the honey. So I was trying to get pre-orders going, didn't work as well as I thought it would, probably because we, I mean, we had some reviews on the website. Um, before we started the pre-orders, I wanted to, I sent out some honey to, or I asked some friends and family to buy honey so that they could leave a review. I wasn't going to send people honey for free just to get a review that's um, not legal and not ethical. We want all organic reviews. But, um, so I was trying to get that set up so that when we started the pre-order, there would be like, maybe some reviews on the website and people weren't just like, is this a legitimate product? But I think pre-ordering is just really hard when you don't have an existing customer base and an existing customer or an existing brand. Like it's just, it's just going to be tough. Um, so we tried pre-orders didn't work as well as I thought it would. And like I said, tried a bunch of honey affiliates. Um, I didn't think that would convert super well. I just knew that there was, a huge amount of honey bloggers, like way more than people who wrote about beeswax. Um, I did the keyword research. It was crazy. Like I was basically just going to find any honey recipe bloggers. Like you just think of honey, garlic, chicken, honey, walnut, shrimp, like all kinds of stuff and find the bloggers who wrote that. And then um, from there we would, um, from there we would find, we would pitch them basically signing them up for an affiliate deal. Um, it really didn't work. It was hard to get out, reach out to affiliates and get them to like actual respond. Like I said, they don't really check email that much and it's probably on Instagram. That's the better option. So from there, I'm going to, I'm going to take this group of affiliates and, um, DM them and just try to try to do a product seeding. Like, Hey, just going to send you some free honey if you'd like. Um, but the affiliate marketing in short didn't work. Um, but, uh, 
now that I think we're in a good spot for going live, um, I think we're, I have some strategies that have worked in the past. I think I'll just go down through a little bit of that while we're here and uh, explain what we're, what our plans are. So, and that's not including Clavio. I'm just talking about marketing. I want to just break down marketing efforts in general to you guys. Um, so we're doing a subscription first and foremost, which is not marketing, but I'm just explaining. We base, basically my goal is, um, I just want the subscription to be a absolute no brainer. And if you look on the website, I don't know if what it'll be by the time you're listening to this, but right now we have honey listed for the subscription is 1995 and the one-time purchase is $25. And I'm even very aware that people will subscribe and cancel just to get the discount. And I actually kind of encourage that because I feel like the odds of them buying the honey, liking it, and then being like, oh, like let's say somebody buys the honey and likes it and then is like, oh, I actually want to keep ordering this honey. It'd be way easier to get that next transaction if they just can they just don't choose to cancel their subscription as opposed to having to go through the website and place a whole nother order. So basically I'm like, I want no one to be choosing the one purchase option, one time purchase option on the website. I want everybody to be subscribing, even the people who are just trying to get a discount. I don't care. And basically my goal is a thousand customers for this first year. Um, That is my that is my estimated goal. I have no idea, like I said, how long. Like, if the average subscriber was 12 months, that would be amazing. I just don't know how. I just don't know what to expect because I'm new to subscriptions. Um, but, uh, yeah, just on our Shopify store, we have a tool called Loop. There's Loop subscriptions, not to be confused with Luke's, which is our review app, or the other Loop, Loop Returns, which we don't have. But I'm just kind of confused how it's like, why do two popular Shopify apps, why are they named the same thing? And why is there another Shopify app that's very popular that we use that has one letter difference? It's just like, man, these are confusing. Um, But yeah, so we're doing a subscription. It'll be cool to kind of put that up there, see how it goes. Um, And I really think it's going to do well, but we shall see. But the first strategy I want to talk to you about that we're doing for marketing. This is an interesting one. It's really slept on, but I want to talk about it because I, I have never seen anybody do it. And I'm not like bragging, but I've never seen anybody do it the way I do it. I have seen success with it in the past. So I think it's a really slept on thing. I think it might be um, good for me to, I don't know, teach this to other people. Cause I think for small brands that have no, no brand awareness out there and no like Google, like brand search terms. Like nobody's, nobody's looking up your brand. Nobody knows who you are. You're trying to get the word out. I think this is a slept on strategy. So it's Instagram and TikTok giveaways. Um, but this is, it's not just that. And I think it's, uh, it's basically how I think of it is the equivalent of, knocking on going door to door and knocking on people's door to let them know about your product but it's a 2023 version um and that's pretty scrappy and that's what this method is so basically what i do is i have and this has worked on my previous businesses but you post a giveaway um and it's just a standard giveaway of your product if there's a product that you know that uh 
people are going to like that your target audience will like um you can add that in there and it's it wouldn't hurt if you kind of want to up the ante maybe offer one of your products assuming it's like a 25 30 dollar item or less and then add a 25 dollar amazon gift card because it's like people are just going to like that and you're also attracting you're still going to be attracting the people that you want which i'll get into but you offer a giveaway of your product let's say 25 dollar product and you make it I would post it for, you'd say it expires in a month or two months. And be clear, the Instagram laws, at least for Instagram, I don't know about TikTok, but I just keep it on the safe side. You have to say this giveaway is not endorsed by uh, Instagram or Amazon. If you were to use an Amazon gift card or whoever you use a gift card for, you have to say it's not endorsed by them. You have to say when it ends and you have to say no purchase necessary. So if you're really tight on money, it's crazy because you could honestly just put do this for two months. So you're basically just doing a giveaway for like six giveaways a year. If you do it every two months, that's not, that's not that much product that you have to ship out for free to the winner. But so you make the giveaway. If you can make a video explaining your brand, um, that would be great because people get to see you. I found that works way better. Because people see your face, they associate it with a real brand, especially when you're starting out with zero zero followers. Um, say like, hey, I'm Caleb. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, yada, yada. Explain your brand and say, we're giving away some honey. All you have to do is follow us. When you're starting out, this is just my theory, but I think you should just, the only stipulation to get people to enter the giveaway, no tagging, um, no uh, none of that. Just ask people to follow you. Because people are, you're going to get the word out in this way that I'm going to explain. But you don't need people to follow you, or you don't need people to tag right now. Because I think on, I've heard about this, but I think Instagram doesn't push people, push accounts in the algorithm until they're at 3,000 followers. So I would say right now, all you should be worried about is getting other followers. And the amount of work it takes to tag somebody, or like, will they be annoyed that I tagged them in this? That uh, That the person that you're reaching out to goes through that whole mental dilemma, I think you're going to get more followers just through asking people to follow than you will through tagging. But there's still a go-to method that will help it get out there, which I'm about to explain. Um, But you basically post that, say, all you have to do is follow. Just tap the blue button. That's all it takes. Yada, yada. Write it out. And you can see, I should have Sperry Honey's post. So if you want to copy that, or not copy it, but just use that as your template. I wouldn't care if you used it as your template and then kind of reworded it a little bit. But um, use that as your template. And then what you're going to do, that should be your, if it's not your only post, um, it should be your only post on your Instagram. Or maybe you could post like eight photos before that. So you get the nice three by three grid. And then, so let's just say that you have nine posts now on your Instagram. And the latest post is the giveaway. Go to your bio and change it to, if we followed you, comma, our latest post explains why, dot, dot, dot. Basically, your Instagram profile at this point should be one landing page to get people to view your latest post and also a landing page, which then funnels into your post, which is a landing page basically to get people to follow. That's all you want. It's sometimes, I know followers are a vanity metric, but sometimes when you're starting out, or when you're just trying to, like, if you just focus on getting followers, the sales will come eventually. 
right now as a small brand, you are just looking for forward momentum. That's what you need. Uh, you need to be patient with it, but you just need to know that you're making progress so you don't get burned out. And also because making progress is good because then it leads to sales. Um, so your bio should say, if we followed you, our latest post explains why. And then you're going to find brands, similar businesses, competitors, or just accounts that you know your target audience will follow. Um, and start following the people who follow those brands. They shouldn't be, if they're verified, Instagram doesn't let you see all their followers, but you can literally start um, following people who follow that brand. And again, I said it's scrappy. Some people are going to get annoyed, but when you're starting out a brand that you're committed to and you're like actually going to go hard with it, you need to be like, you need to get up in people's grill a little bit. Like that's just how it is. You're, you're doing this for your family. You're doing this for whatever. And it's going to annoy some people. That's fine. Other people are going to like it. And since you're following people who follow your competitors, um, those are the people who you already know are basically customers of the product um, that you already... And if you don't have any competitors, if you're just a completely new brand, you can still follow people that you know your target audience follows. Like somebody who would be a dream... Like probably a, you'd want to go with creators. Like for example, for us, first off, it would it's a fellow honey brands online that i'm i'm following their followers um and uh this is just like it's like if people are following a honey brand they're probably like previous customers like i doubt that they're like i doubt that they found them on the algorithm that much i, I mean i doubt that a huge percentage of them just found that brand on the and then it was just like man i love their content where they just like upload like, hey, check out this new flavor of honey. I feel like it's way more previous customers who found the brand and loved it and then just decided to follow them on Instagram, not really knowing what they would post about that much. Um, I could be wrong, but basically what I'm saying is those people are probably already honey customers, not just followers, but honey customers. So that's a hugely valuable audience. So I start following those people, then they'll they'll see like, oh, they'll get the notification. This Who is this account that followed me? You go through and you see their, they, they see your bio. If we followed you, check out our latest post. Then they check out your latest post. Then they see the giveaway. Hey, sorry, this is Caleb post-production. Um, I recorded the rest of the podcast for like 25 minutes before I realized that this spot is where the podcast tool just stopped recording, just decided to quit on me. Um, so I had to move around and uh, readjust everything but the audio quality is going to be a little bit worse um, and I know it was already bad to begin with but we're learning and uh, appreciate the patience all right enjoy the rest of the episode sorry I cut out um, uh, love when the podcasting tool just stops working it's great um, <clears throat> but yeah so uh, people have gone through they see your account and they uh, follow you it's pretty simple the only thing you have to be aware of is um, you need to make sure on Instagram at least I don't know TikTok's uh, limits but 150 follower or following a day you can only follow 150 people a day on Instagram 30 an hour uh, you definitely like if you ever see the like sorry we've limited your amount that you can follow um, on Instagram do not do anything. Just stop and probably wait two days before you start back up again. 
Uh, you don't want to be on Instagram's bad side. Again, don't know TikTok's limits, but you definitely don't want to be on Instagram's bad side because then they will keep you from following, which will keep you from this. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, that's kind of the rundown. Sorry, I had a big period in between recording this episode. So if I missed anything or if I'd said I was going to say anything, just let me know on Twitter or LinkedIn. Um, just ask me your questions about this strategy and I would be happy to answer them. Um, but I think the overall reason why I love it so much, especially when you're starting out is it's, I'm not saying it's guaranteed. This is not professional advice, but it's just kind of like, you know, what you're going to expect. You might get a 15, 10% follow back rate. It'll, especially when you're starting out, like it'll get higher as you go and build a following. Um, but it's just like, you're not taking guesses with the algorithm of what content's going to work. You're not like, you don't have to become this like content producer just yet. I think that would be a good strategy. But when we're small brands just starting out, that's not necessarily ideal. And right now you want something that's going to like produce more consistent results. So uh, yeah, that's that's what I say. Um, that's why I love it so much. Um, but yeah, then other than that, I'm going to be uh, like the, the list of bloggers that I'd reached out to um, for affiliate marketing, I'm going to be, instead of emailing them again, I'm going to just DM them and I'm going to kind of, I'm going to get rid of the affiliate marketing program for most um, besides the people who are already driving in a lot of sales, because I'm just going to focus on product seeding, like just being like, Hey, can I send you uh, some honey just with no strings attached? Um, obviously the goal would be to like, just, delight people so much that they share their stuff on their stories in front of thousands and the payoff would be pretty big, but that's, and that's been a strategy I've heard has worked pretty well. So I'm going to try that. Um, but basically just cause sending honey, not the most expensive thing in the world and the response should be pretty decent. Um, but, uh, and people are always looking for content. Like I heard this on the unofficial Shopify podcast, shout out Kurt Elster. Um, I heard he was interviewing somebody about this and it was just like Kurt was talking about how they just have a influencers just have a content hole to fill. Like they want to post content and you're you sending them honey in a nice little cute package is giving them something to talk about to their audience. So that at least is nice. Um, and also for people who are like who wrote blog posts on like best honey brands and just kind of those listicle type content. I'm going to be sending honey to those people too, really trying to build a relationship with them. Cause they're like, I mean, if people are searching best honey brands and we're up there, that's, and that gets a lot of searches in Google, believe it or not. So that's going to be, I really want to invest in those relationships um, and just get to know those people. Um, and so other than that, um, I'm not a PPC guy, but I'm running Google ads cause Google has the use $500, get $500 thing for new users. It's basically like you spend $500 in Google ads, then they'll give you $500 worth of Google ad credit. So in my mind, I'm like, that's basically Google ads half off. Um, we have a consumable good. So our customer lifetime value is probably going to be pretty high compared to other products. So for bidding, I'm not too worried about us being not outbid, but just I'm not too worried if we have to bid a little bit high because we're like the only honey subscription company. Um, that's like out of the like popular ones. So it just makes sense. Um, so what basically what I'm saying is we can afford to spend more on our initial bid. That's my theory anyway, but we can afford to spend more on our initial bid 
because we uh, somebody is going to buy again and again and again. So like if the overall, let's say they subscribe for 12 months um, and that, I don't know what that would net. I can't do the math. Uh, 12 months, let's say they, they receive a bottle every month. That would be $240, I think, in top line revenue. Um, yeah, because 20 times 12 or 1995 times 12 is about 240. Um, so I'd be okay to spend more to get somebody who's going to spend 240 as opposed to other honey brands who can only spend thinking about like basically one-off purchases, maybe more, but it's just harder for them to predict how much people are going to spend. Cause it's, and if you don't know Google shopping or Facebook ads, as I understand it, it's a bidding, like you're bidding to get a spot in front of customers. Um, cause it's basically how Google makes sure that they maximize their profits. So yeah, I would, I'm new to Google ads. I'm a email marketing guy at my core and a building e-commerce websites guy at my core. Uh, but I don't know, uh, paid advertising. So I'm YouTubing it and I'm just like, Hey, I can learn it for $500. I would like to learn this before I hire it out. So I know who I'm hiring, like knows what they're doing, but I'm just watching YouTube videos and getting, uh, getting good. And if you need any resources, I could probably, I could probably hook you up with who I'm looking up, uh, storegrowers.com. They seem legit, but, uh, yeah, other than that. I am doing SEO, which is beautiful. We love SEO and how long it takes and how hard it is and how unpredictable it is and how difficult it is. And yeah, it's, uh, we really need backlinks. We are starting from scratch. We have recipes up for our blog and they're just not ranking because we need backlinks, which makes sense. I knew that, but I created, I think I have a strategy down pat that'll work pretty well. I created a US Honey Report um, that's basically just like, all the breakdown of all the states, how they've increased or decreased in honey production, what's ranked, like, for example, and this is not an actual fact, but like Minnesota has decreased, had the largest drop in honey production out of any of the states. And so that's like, I put that up there. Um, and I put like all the 50, well, most of the 50 states that had data based on USDA data. And then now I'm going to be reaching out to newspaper journalists to let them know people who have written about honey before um, for state newspapers. And I all said that in probably like 30 seconds to a minute, that has literally been months of work, just compiling the list of those journalists and compiling that report. So um, yeah, I, I think it'll work. Like all it would take is a small amount of backlinks to like do a lot of good because these are journalists. Like these aren't just like any random websites. So state being on state news being mentioned getting backlinks from state newspaper websites like the new york times for new york or whatever like those are and new york times is like the most popular one but just like i don't know the forum that's north dakota's most popular newspaper getting a link from those sites would just be super valuable so if we only got a few even then that would still be worth it um and so i'm gonna be that's also what i'm gonna use sperry hunters honey's sperry hunters twitter for um, is I'm going to follow those journalists, tweet about the reports and just kind of get the word out to them, kind of try to build that relationship, let them know. Um, I create a small directory of apiaries based on localhoneyfinder.org um, that basically lists like all the honey producers by state. Um, and I'll also include that in the email to them. Basically, I want these, I want to make it as easy as possible for these journalists to write a story that links back to Sperry Honey. 
and an interesting story that's honey related. So um, that's what I'm doing. And I am, uh, I'm getting the word out and I'm hoping that people will write a story in link. I've been like, I'm not trying to be too desperate, but I've been like, um, I can help find people for you to quote. If you need a quote from me, that's totally fine. Like I'm just trying to make it easy for them, but it's a long-term play and it's on the back burner for sure compared to the other stuff. Um, but my overall goal is, uh, 1000 customers for Sperry Honey's first year. That accounts for subscriptions and everything. Just it's a simple number to shoot for. Um, I think if I just focus on getting customers, I've had, I think the subscription itself, like the website and everything is pretty well done with the emails and everything. I think there's some stuff that could be improved upon, but that's not really like I've, I've already put so much energy into that, that I'm just going to focus on getting new customers. Um, but I think it's going to like, I think our setup, our funnel, our, whatever you want to call it. Just when people, when we get customers in the door, I think they will convert. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's basically the strategy. 1000 goals. Again, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to listen back to this, um, in the future and see, just kind of see where, where I was at, what I was thinking. Maybe some of this stuff will change. I'm guessing a lot of it will change and I'll have a more refined strategy, but 1000 customers in our, in Sperry Honey's first year. Um, like I said, we've done sales with the beeswax, but the honey is, the honey is new. So that is it from me. Um, this has been Caleb Duick from store honcho. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, leave us a review, leave an honest review. I promise that I will learn how to, and usually I'll be interviewing people. So I'll ramble less. I'm not a good monologuer. Um, but I will be rambling less interviewing more the podcast will improve this is my second episode i know i just need to put reps in and get better at it but if you thought it was good please leave a review um if you want to reach out to me twitter linkedin i'm caleb duick uh that's c-a-l-e-b-d-u-e-c-k once again that's c-a-l-e-b-d-u-e-c-k um but yeah hit me up let me know your questions love to chat um, if you want to work with me, you can go to same spelling, calebduick.com and that link, if you go to store honcho.com store, H O N C H O, I love the spell apparently.com, uh, you'll be able to find links to, um, all the show notes and, um, you'll be able to see where you can reach out to me too. But all that said, thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.